Alexander Pope once wrote, A little learning is a dangerous thing. Drink deep or taste not the Pyrian spring. Their shallow draughts intoxicate the brain, and drinking largely sobers us again. Pope's meaning here is, of course, ironic. He's saying that there is a danger in learning too little and not gaining enough knowledge. When we don't learn enough about something, we can easily fall into the trap of thinking that we know more than we actually do know. So a little learning is a dangerous thing because it makes us susceptible to unwarranted self-confidence and pride. To merely taste learning is to run the risk of becoming intoxicated by your own knowing. And I think the, the point is well made. The most intellectually arrogant people I've ever encountered have been people who think that they know far more than they actually know. And this is aptly described as a kind of intoxication. Our view of reality is distorted when we act as if we know more than we really know. And what's Pope's remedy for this sorry state of self-assured drunkenness? He says, drink more, learn deeply. And in the process, you'll learn just how unwarranted was your premature arrogance. So the principle is this. One of the fruits of understanding is understanding the limits of your own understanding. Said differently, the more you understand, the more you understand just how much you don't understand. A person who truly understands will understand the extent of their own ignorance. And so we come to the next benefit of pursuing a life of the mind. Learn intellectual humility. Elsewhere, I've spoken about the common notion that knowledge and pride necessarily go together. It's generally believed, um, per perhaps especially by Christians, that the more knowledge a person has, the more arrogant that person will be. And although this common assumption is widespread, it's also far too hasty. There's simply no necessary connection between knowledge and pride. Of course, knowledgeable people can be, and often are, prideful. They just don't have to be. Again, there's just no necessary connection. And as I say, I would actually argue that the reverse is the truth. An increase in knowledge can and should lead to humility rather than pride. Now, much here depends on, on what we mean by the word knowledge. If by knowledge we see, simply mean an understanding of facts, well, then there doesn't seem to be any good reason why an increase in the number of facts a person knows should lead to humility. That doesn't follow. But if by knowledge we mean something like understanding, understanding about the nature of reality, then I think we can say that gaining understanding should lead to a measured assessment of ourselves. Because as we grow an understanding of reality, will also grow in an understanding of ourselves and in our place in relation to the greater whole. And when we begin to understand ourselves and our place in relation to the greater whole, we'll begin to see just how ignorant we really are in the grand scheme of things. 
This kind of knowledge or understanding of the true significance and order of things is what the ancients called wisdom. To have wisdom is to know in a qualitatively deeper way, in an ordered way, in a profound way. Wisdom always leads to humility, since humility just is having a proper and measured assessment of oneself in relation to the rest of creation, in relation to your fellow man, and most importantly, in relation to God. And again, there is a paradox here. The more we truly understand, the more we're going to become aware of our lack of understanding. The more we come to know, the more we're going to see the extent of our own ignorance. And this has certainly been my own experience. When I was younger and just beginning my journey in the life of the mind, I was self-confident. I was self-assured and sometimes even arrogant. I was intoxicated by the knowledge that I had, by the knowledge that I was gaining. And, and again, this caused me to feel extremely self-assured. Now, today, I understand much more than I did all those years ago. Yet, I would also say that I'm far less self-assured than I used to be. And again, this is because long years of learning have only served to better expose the vastness of my own ignorance. So I'd like to think that I've gained not just knowledge over the years, knowledge of mere facts, but wisdom. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm still an arrogant fool. I'm just not as arrogant as uh, I used to be. I'm just not as foolish as I used to be. I'm a work in progress. This link between wisdom and intellectual humility is one vividly illustrated in the life of Socrates. In Plato's Apology, Socrates tells a story about a friend of his who once visited the Oracle at Delphi. His friend asked the Oracle if there was anyone wiser than Socrates in all of Athens, to which the Oracle replied, no, Socrates was the wisest of all. Now this bothers Socrates. It, it irritated him greatly because he didn't consider himself to be wise. In fact, he thought of himself as rather ignorant. He was so vexed by the Oracle's answer that he determined that he'd make it his life's mission to prove the Oracle wrong. And he would do this by finding somebody who is clearly wiser than himself. He set out then to question everyone he could find who seemed to him to possess knowledge. He considered himself as the gadfly of Athens because he was constantly interrogating politicians and poets and craftsmen and anyone who made a claim to wisdom of some kind, earning himself a reputation in the process and accumulating many enemies. But in the end, he failed to find anyone who seemed to him to be truly wise. And so he concluded that the oracle was right after all. He was indeed the wisest man in Athens. But this was not because he knew more than other men. Socrates claimed to know far less than those he interrogated. Rather, Socrates came to believe that he was the wisest because he alone was prepared to admit the full extent of his own ignorance and because he steadfastly refused to pretend to know something when he did not. It's interesting to note that one of the inscriptions on the temple at Delphi, where the oracle resided, read, Know thyself. For Socrates, this meant that to be truly wise was to be intimately aware of your own ignorance. 
And unlike those who merely claimed to be wise, Socrates was actually wise. And this precisely because he knew that at the end of the day, he was a fool. Now, Socrates was a philosopher, a word that literally means a lover of wisdom. He was a man after the truth of things. He wanted to know the nature of reality, especially as it pertained to the essence of the good or of the good life. He believed that a person who truly loved wisdom would endeavor to be a student of reality, not simply a master of the facts. A wise person will be someone eager to be taught, will be someone who is far more impressed with the depth of his own ignorance than with the extent of his own knowledge. To pursue a life of the mind is to pursue a life of wisdom. And to pursue a life of wisdom is to pursue a life of intellectual humility.